Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Greetings everyone. Happy New Year. I hope your 2022 has begun well and I hope you're beginning it or you began it in God's house with God's goals and with the purpose to see more of him and to connect and grow and be intimate with the Lord like never before. This is Pastor Fred Alexander Oyola, pastor at Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. I'm glad that you decided to tune in to our podcast today. Karibuni sana. May the Lord bless your 2022 to heights that you never thought were possible. Just some quick announcements, as usual, right here on our podcast. We have a Bible reading plan like we do every year. That's just how we do. <laughs> it begins on 10th of January. It's available on all our social media handles. If you just check on our link tree pro, uh, profile link, you'll find it there. And you'll find information about our location, where the church is, how you can give, how you can connect with us on our WhatsApp. The Lord bless you as you do that. We begin our fasting tomorrow, the 3rd of January, all the way to the 7th, where we are simply praying and fasting for this year 2022. We'll be talking about that in this podcast today. And so join us for a good, beautiful, powerful time of prayer and fasting. We are beginning plug-in or what some of you call Mizizi on the 16th of January. So we are still signing up. We have quite a few people on board already. Spread the word, sign up, let us know if you want to be part of it and you'll be blessed. Malkia Women's Ministry begins its first deeply defined experience on the 15th of January as well. Spread the word. May the Lord bless you. So as I said, we are looking at how our week of prayer and fasting will look like. So I thought to share just the breakdown of it. And I hope you may be able to join me, join in with us. It's only five days, Monday to Friday. And this is how it will look like. Day one, we are going to be um, having Thanksgiving. Day two will be wisdom and guidance for the year ahead of us. That's 2022. Day three will be establishment by God of our plans for 2022. And day four, we are going to be praying for protection from the enemy in 2022. And then day five, we'll be praying for our country, Kenya. So I thought to share quickly um, or remind us what prayer is, what fasting is, and then we'll get to the breakdown. So I love defining prayer using Timothy Keller's definition in his book, Prayer Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God. He says prayer is continuing a conversation that God has started through his word and his grace, which eventually becomes a full encounter with him. Hey, I like that definition. This simply means that we cannot fully experience the beauty of prayer if we are not reading and studying the word of God. It is from there that the conversation begins and the intimacy of the encounters with God begin as well. So if you're not reading the word of God, you cannot pray. If you've been praying without focusing on God's word or starting it from the word of God, then probably your prayer is not really prayer. In 2022, let's read God's word intensely because that's the only way our prayer life will exist and improve. It is the only way our prayer life will exist and improve. Reading and studying God's word builds our knowledge of God's mind. 
Then we get to understand his ways. Then we know his voice. Then intimacy begins to happen with him. When this happens, we communicate with him more because now we trust him more. Then we get to obey him more. And a healthy prayer life begins. And then eventually as a believer, you, began, you begin being fruitful in him because you're obeying him. So that is why we need to read God's word intensely. So in this year 2022, read and study, meditate, think on the word of God. That will build your prayer life like never before. Fasting is simply to voluntarily or through a leading, reduce or eliminate your intake of food for a specific time and purpose. It is a denying of self in order to grow in the spirit, to grow your inner man. Romans 8.13 warns us that if we live always according to the flesh, continually according to the flesh, we will die. If we live, oh, but if by the spirit we put to death the misdeeds of the body, the corruption of the body, we will live. What fasting teaches us is to deny the self, this flesh of ours. And that way, we focus on the spiritual things, the things of God. And we grow as believers. One of the best ways to begin killing the desires of the flesh is taking some time to fast food before God and making sure that in its place we spend time in God's word and in prayer. In 2022, spend time every so often fasting food in order to grow the spirit of God that lives inside of you. Fasting helps us to be alert to the things of God, which in turn helps us obey him more which in turn eventually helps us flee and fight off the enemy. Obviously with God's word, not in your strength. So I hope you can understand just in that um, short time, in that, those quick definitions, what prayer really is and what fasting is. Prayer is getting us to a place of finishing the conversation that God begins in his word. So we must begin the conversation in the word of God, reading it, and our response to it begins the conversation of prayer. Fasting is laying food on the side for some time to grow our spirit man. Food is essential to the body and we need it for growth, for helping our bodies find sustenance. But when we stop it for a season and focus on the things of God, then we are telling the flesh that it is not in charge. The spirit of God is in charge and so it builds us. Why? Why? The reasons we have chosen to fast. I said uh, we've chosen Thanksgiving as day one of fasting, wisdom and guidance for day two, establishment, day three, protection from the enemy, day four, and then finishing off with our country. In, in day one of fasting, we'll be concentrating on Thanksgiving. So God is asking us to have a heart of gratitude this 2022. We'll give thanks for 2021. We'll give thanks for 2022 and for what God has in store for us in 2022. Whether good or bad, we'll give thanks anyway because that's the command from God. And I believe the reason God is demanding we have a heart of gratitude is simply because a heart of gratitude is the number one cure for discontentment. Let me read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 10, which tells us the following. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. 
those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. What God is telling us is contentment with godliness, the spirit of God living inside of us, is great gain. So he tells us you can actually have godliness but struggle with contentment. So we need to watch out for discontentment. How? We need to remember, first of all, but that you brought nothing into this world. We can take nothing out of it. When you're born, you just come by yourself. You're naked from your mother's womb. When you die, you go into dust with nothing. Even if they bury you with a Range Rover, it's not going to help you for where you're going. But the writer says, if we have food and clothing, we'll be content with that. So the main things that we need for life is food because without it, you'll probably die. And clothing. Without it, you'll be naked and look all weird. And will think you're crazy. <laughs> so, those who want to get rich, the Bible says, fall into temptation. This is how I read this. Those who are discontent fall into a lot of temptation, which is from the devil. And, number two, a trap. These traps that we face every day in life. Number three, and into many foolish and harmful desires that will plunge people, many of us, into ruin and destruction. Discontentment over what God has allowed in your life will destroy you. That's what the Bible is telling us. For the love of money, discontentment, again, is root of all kinds of evil. Some eager for money, some that are discontent, have wandered from the faith. So discontentment will kill your faith. It will quench it. And it will pierce you with many griefs. So the question for us, even as we fast, what God, I believe, is calling us to, this place of gratitude, is to make sure that we are checking on the areas of discontentment that we have. Which areas are you discontent in? What griefs do you have? What... Um, temptations, what traps, what foolish and harmful desires have you plunged yourself in because of the discontentment in your life? God is calling us this year, 2022, to have a heart of gratitude. Why? It will help us cure discontentment. Are you grateful for the life you have? Are you grateful for the family you have? For the mother, for the father, for the brother, for the sister? For the house that you live in? For the children that you have? Or even if you don't have, for the spouse that you have, for the job, the business, are you grateful? The more grateful you are, the more content you are. The more ungrateful you are, the more discontent you are. That was day one, Thanksgiving. Day two, we'll be fasting and praying over wisdom and guidance for the year. In 2022, let's get all our wisdom and guidance from God. Our prayers or prayer points in this day two will be, that we begin to fear God, that God bless us with discernment, and that he directs all our steps into righteousness. In order to get wisdom, we must begin to fear God. We must give God all the honor and glory and respect he deserves. If we don't fear God, then translate that we have no wisdom. And that means, I'm not saying it is the word of God, that we are foolish and 
then following worthless idols. If God is not number one in your life, there is something that is. If it is not God, then it probably is an idol. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, then you have no wisdom. This wisdom of God then breeds guidance for life. Another word for guidance is purpose. If we need to know God's purpose for our lives, we must fear him first. So if you are living in a purpose outside of Christ, you are foolish and are perishing. Psalms 111 verse 10 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you need wisdom for life, we must fear him. And the more we fear him, the more he gives us wisdom. The more he gives us wisdom, the more he guides our life. And the more we are in his purposes for life. Mm. Day three, we'll be praying and fasting for establishment of our plans. So in 2022, let's ask the Lord to establish our plans before we actually execute them. Our prayer points on day three will be that we'd know God's perfect will for us in 2022 and beyond. That we fight off all of our individual desires in this year and that God will bless us with perfect peace as we live his perfect will. Proverbs 69 tells us that in our hearts we plan our course. But the Lord establishes our steps. Another word for establish is direct. So God is actually telling us where to go even after our hearts have set the direction of where to go. This, most of the time, will be different to what we wanted, but if followed through, will help build obedience in us. Obeying God is the number one cure for all the control we want in our lives. And I know if there's something that most of us, if not all of us, want, is control in our lives. But God in this year is telling us, guys, let me have the control. Let me establish your plans. Let me direct you. I know you have a thousand desires for this year. Before you set out to do them, consult me and I will direct you. If you obey me, then you lose control. You know this song we sing, I surrender all. One of the best ways to surrender all is to lay our plans before the Lord and be okay with him directing us even to different plans. Mm. Day four, which is Thursday, we'll be praying for protection from the enemy. So in 2022, remember that the enemy, the devil, Satan, was defeated on the cross. Let me say that again. Please remember that the devil was defeated on the cross. So our prayer points will be that God would stamp in our hearts and minds that the evil one, the devil, is already defeated. That he would give us wisdom to know all of the devil's ways, especially as concerns us, and that God will help us fight him off in every area of our lives. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 informs us that the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen us and protect us from the evil one. The evil one, the devil, Satan, is the father of lies. We know that. He blinds unbelievers, pretends to be the angel of light. He will do signs and wonders in the last days of tribulation. He tempts people to sin. He removes God's word out of our hearts and chokes faith. He blinds or binds with some sickness and diseases. 
is a murderer and an accuser of believers. With all this, God has promised us in his faithfulness to strengthen and protect us against all of the evil one's abilities. For some of us, the devil has lied to us from birth that we will amount to nothing, that whatever God has called us to do, we can't, that you cannot be productive in the kingdom of God, that you're better off doing things that you want to do other than what God has called you to do. For some of us who do not believe in Jesus Christ, it is because the devil has blinded you. He has prevented you from seeing the very light and truth of Jesus Christ. For some of us, the devil has pretended to be the angel of light and has shown us good and marvelous beautiful things. He's taken us on top of mountains or temples and showed us the kingdoms of the world. And all we have done is bow down to him and now we have power that we assume is from God but is from the devil. For some of us, the devil is doing signs and wonders in your life and you are assuming that it is God. For some of us, we are being tempted every other day to sin. For some of us, the devil has removed God's word out of your heart and is choking your faith consistently. For some of us, we are sick and under the disease or diseases of this world. Remember the lady who was sick for, is it 12 or 18 years? And Jesus said the devil had bound her for that long. So you've been bound. For some of us, the devil is destroying everything about you. And is constantly accusing you before the Lord. What God is promising us and what we must pray for and believe is that he is faithful to strengthen and protect us against all of the evil one's abilities. In strengthening us, God reminds us consistently that the devil is under our feet, that he is defeated, that we are victorious, that we don't need to fear him. We just need to live in the ways of God and God will protect us. The devil was allowed into Job's life, but look what happened. God still had the last laugh. Job still had the last laugh. Why? Because God was in charge of the whole thing that was happening. Even in our lives, he can only do what God allows him to do. And even in doing what he's doing, we still have the victory. So this year, purpose in your life, purpose in your heart, in your mind, in knowledge to remember that he was defeated on the cross so we don't have to cry saying oh this guy is too strong for me eh, God, he was defeated so remember that this year let's live in the confidence that the enemy was defeated and that he is awaiting his day of doom he has no power of the children of god but live a life of self and he will still kill and destroy us he has no power of the children of God, but if you live a life of self, he will still kill and destroy everything about you. So remember and live in that confidence. Finally, on day five, on Friday, we will pray for our country. In 2022, may you continually be on your knees to pray for God to bless our country with peace. Our prayer points for the day will be prayer for the nation to prosper spiritually and economically, that our national leaders lead the nation in integrity and that God will bless our nation with peace, seeing that it's an election year. Jeremiah 29 verse 7, I love this verse, where God instructs the Israelite nation to seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which he has carried them into exile. He tells them to pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, they too will prosper.
There is no way we can cast the very nation in which we and the future generation we live in and expect God to bless it. God expected the Israelite nation to live in captivity and pray for the nation as well. God expects the same from us. God expects the same from us. Let me say that again. God expects the same from us. If our lips are full of, uh, if our lips are full of cursing of our nation, remember, the nation will be cursed because God tells us in Scripture, whatever you curse will be cursed, whatever you bless will be blessed. God is challenging us to get to the place of declaring those things that are not even in our government, as though they are. We are believers. We don't live by sight. We live by faith. Let's get on our knees before God for our nation this week and forever and see God do what no man can do. Do that and see God do what no man can do. So just a quick recap. Remember, we are praying this week in Thanksgiving, day one, where God is calling us to have a heart of gratitude that will help cure the discontentment that is everywhere today. On day two, God is calling us to pray for wisdom and guidance for the year. Because if we don't get wisdom and guidance from him, then idols are in our lives. So he's calling us from a place of not following idols that are messing us up every other day to a place of seeing him as the God, to fear him and get wisdom. The more we follow idols, the more we are foolish. In day three, God is calling us to a place of allowing him to establish our plans. Basically asking us to obey him where control overwhelms us, obedience to him will help us live a life that is pleasing to him. So if you have a problem with control, God is calling us to a place of obedience. Number four, that we remember as we pray for protection from the enemy, that he is defeated on the cross, that we have power over him, and that God has promised his strength, for us, he has promised that he will protect us from the evil one. He is faithful. And so with that, together with what he did on the cross, come on. Then finally on day five, that we are to remember to be on our knees for the nation. Especially this election year. That we are to remember that it is not the leaders that are in charge. This is God's nation. And so he said, if I only find a few of you who can stand in the gap. A few who can pray and intercede and ask for forgiveness. Then I will heal the land. So let's stand in the gap for our nation. It only took one person to pray for a whole city, Abraham. And some were saved. So let's pray that God will bless us with peace because he commands of it. And so that's what we'll be doing this week as Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. Join us. As we begin the year in power, in prayer and fasting, God demands it because he says when you pray, not if. So it is something with um, power at the very end of it. God wants to connect with you, to, to help you grow in him. And so let's begin the year and begin it well. And may the Lord bless you immensely as you purpose to begin the year with him and not just begin it. But purpose in your heart, in your mind, in your very being, that this whole year you will grow with the Lord. You will read his word, you will pray, you will commune with him, 
you will dwell with believers and you will testify of his goodness all the days of your life the lord bless you and keep you and make his face to forever shine upon you be blessed Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.